Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kevin Borba, and joining me is Sergio de Esperea. And today we're going to talk to you about all things college football, like we normally do. Um, we got playoffs, coaching rumors, uh, media blunders, and everything in between. But first, before we start our episode, we'd like to start on a little somber note. Um, three Virginia football players were tragically killed um, on an on-campus shooting. It was Lavelle Davis, Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Chandler. Or, I mean, just Deshaun Perry. Um, we would like to give a moment of silence for their passing, um, send our respects to their family, and just pray for everyone out there in the state of Virginia and wherever these young men were from. Um, nobody should have to endure this type of traumatic experience at such a young age, um, especially when it was coming back from a school field trip with your football team. Um, it's just a really sad story. So we at the Toe Podcast would like to give a moment of silence. Okay, um, before we move on, like I said, very tragic events there in Virginia. Virginia has actually canceled their game this week against Coastal Carolina and are deciding if they will continue to play the rest of the season. Um, but moving on to other things around the college football world, Sergio, um, the Big 12 has one team in playoff contention, and it's TCU. ESPN Stephen A. Smith kind of went on a rant of how TCU is not legit even though they have an equal strength of schedule ranking to both Michigan and Ohio State, who are both um, viewed as playoff contending teams as well. Do you think, because I have this new theory, that the Big 12 has taken the mantle from the Pac-12 as the team, as the conference that nobody respects? And do you think TCU is legit? Well, to start, I want to say that I... I, I respect Stephen A. Smith. I do. I think that he is a an important – we need a figure like Stephen A. Smith in the sports media world. I think uh, there's always room for that type of personality. And I trust his analysis on things like basketball because he's covered the sport for so long, on insider stuff in basketball because, again, he's covered the sport for so long, on football, um, on a lot of things. One thing I don't – take seriously and respect with Stephen A. Smith is his college football takes because he's very clearly a let me look from the top down and I'm not saying he's reciting some talking points given to him by the college football play I mean by ESPN um <laughs> they probably and, a little cue card <laughs> yeah well there, there's probably some crossover but that's another podcast for another day um so I I don't I kind of agree with him I don't really re- care what what he thinks about tcu but what i think about tcu um to answer your first question has the big 12 surpassed the pac 12 as kind of like the power five conference to poke fun at Uh, i don't think so i just i honestly think that this season and i wrote about this on gatorswire.com a great website uh probably about a month ago where i said that the big 12 was winning its breakup with texas and oklahoma 
um, because I think it is very top heavy. I think that the reason that there are a lot of losses, and this is also a Pac-12 issue as well, mm-hmm. um, the reason that a lot of losses that these teams that aren't like the top team in the conference are seen as not as good or not given as much respect as they should be given is because they're being punished because the rest of the conference is good and they're kind of beating up on each other. But when that happens in the SEC, that really isn't, it's kind of, Oh yeah. Okay. But they lost two or three games, but look at who they lost to, right? They have a tough schedule. Look at their conference. Well, if you're watching the games, then you know that Kansas state is a fantastic football team this season. You know that Oklahoma State, at least for the first two months of the season, was an electric football team. You know that Kansas, before Jaden Daniels went down with an injury and that kind of derailed their season, was a pretty good football team. Like, And not just winning games against bad teams, but they were playing against each other in great conference games. Uh, I think Texas Tech is an above-average football team. Obviously, TCU is the cream of the crop this season, but I think there's something to be said about them. They've won, they've won most of their games in like a shootout fashion. And last week, their win against Texas really was a grinded-out defensive slugfest. So not only did they show that they can win a close game, which we've known because they've won in shootouts all season long, but they showed that it doesn't have to be a shootout, that it can be in a different style, that they can win in a different way. Um, and I think that's very much to be respected. To your point about the, uh, have the same strength of uh, schedule, I believe you said, strength of schedule. They actually have a better strength of schedule than – Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, um, Alabama, or not Alabama, yeah. excuse me, uh, Clemson, and so mm-hmm. yeah, they they have well, a, well, that's because that's because the Big Twelve is good, and people yeah. don't seem to want to talk about it. It's because it's a good conference this season. Yeah, uh, think, same with the Pac twelve. The top five teams in that conference are really good football teams. Washington is good. Oregon is good. USC, UCLA, uh, and Utah. Those five teams are electric this season. They're really good, really good college football being played out west. So I think that. It hasn't surpassed, I think, people's perception of it because TCU isn't a school that is a perennial power in the Big 12. They kind of have a good year and then they come back down. So people are just kind of seeing it as, oh, they're having just a really good season going above, punching above their weight. But in the reality of the new Big 12, they could be that perennial team, number one. And number two, they're doing it this season with Texas and Oklahoma still in the conference. So yeah, I think they deserve a little bit more respect. Uh, I was someone who was doubting them because I didn't think that they could win that close game, but the game against Texas showed me that they could. And now that that's kind of been resolved, I, I really see them as um, a really good football team. What about you? What do you think about the the, the Big 12, quote-unquote, replacing the Pac-12 yeah. as the as the conference to look down on? See, I, I, I kind of think it has. I, I don't think they're like a straight-up joke. And I've never seen them as a joke. I'm just and speaking in terms of like the broad landscape. Um, I don't think they're a joke, but I do think the Pac-12 this year kind of sucks that they're losing USC and UCLA, who are two of their premier teams. But the Pac-12 kind of like all of a sudden got extremely good at the right time. And it just worked its way out that all of these top teams don't play each other until like the very last week. So literally all the Pac-12 teams, all the top five teams, they all play at least one top, other top five Pac-12 team these past couple or these next couple weeks. And so it's like they had until the end of the year to build their resume up where usually it's like sometimes they play each other at the beginning of the year. So the Pac-12 just looks like a joke earlier in the season. Um, but I do think the Big 12 has kind of taken the mantle just because I think, one, people aren't used to TCU being good uh, or as this good. Um we fondly remember the Trayvon Boykin days, the Andy Dalton days, 
Um, TCU has been always been a solid program. Uh, there's no question that Oklahoma State always been a solid program. Um, I just think it's kind of the people don't see them as like the sexy brands of college football like Texas and Oklahoma are. And so when they see conferences like this, but a happy, brand is a different. A brand is completely different to a good football team. And I don't I think disagree, people. But I'm just saying, like, this is how people view it because they're not like okay. a brand. So people view the conference as lesser than. Like, if Oklahoma or Texas were atop the conference right now, um, say they were like both undefeated or something, there would be no like mockery of the Big 12. Or even if TCU, like, say, say Texas hadn't lost any games up until that TCU game, I don't think TCU's legitimacy mm-hmm. would be questioned. Um, but here's here's my question, and, and I think you just answered it, but I want to just go out blatantly and ask you. Yeah. TCU's at the top of the conference, 10 and 0 overall, 7 and 0 in the conference. Hmm. Texas is currently fifth, six and four overall, four and three in the conference. If you just swap Texas and TCU, you say Texas is 10 and 0, 7 and 0 in the conference, and TCU is six and four, four and three in the conference, including Oklahoma being a basement dweller this season at five and five, right? Hmm. Including that, your perception of the Big 12 would be different, wouldn't it be? Absolutely, because I think right. that's that's kind of the thing with the college football playoff that although the BCS system didn't – it worked to an extent, the college football playoff's biggest flaw right now, and until they expand the playoff, it will continue to be their biggest flaw, is past seasons always matter. Um, we see teams get the benefit of the doubt. We see brands get the benefit of the doubt. And then we see teams like TCU or Cincinnati, for example, who had to like have a literal perfect season to get in. Like they don't get the same recognition that these um, and, and Cincinnati also had to have the benefit of the doubt where not only did they lose one game the year prior, but also they had to have the foresight to schedule both Indiana and Notre Dame in a non-conference game a decade ago. And it just so happens to be in that year. And even right. then they barely sneak in and the number as the four seed and the five seed is the Notre Dame team they beat. So clearly that was the only thing way that it could have happened. So yeah. I, I agree with you. And yeah, it's just, it's all about brands. And I think that, I think the hard part, which is wrong, part, which is right. wrong. It should be about the football and the teams that are yeah. out there because I, I think it's disingenuous to just because the team color is purple and not burnt orange in the PAC 12. The perception is different. This is a better football team. We just saw it happen uh, four or five, five, six days ago. You know what I mean? On last Saturday. To yeah, me, it's I, just it, it baffles me and it frustrates me that that perception happens when, especially with the whole the pack, even with the Pac-12, like oh the Pac-12 is dying, and you got mm-hmm. five incredible teams, three of them are are staying in that conference. You would kill to have three of those top quality teams in any conference in the country. You know what I mean? So sorry, yeah. I'm ranting. No, I totally agree, and I, I was trying to find this tweet because there's like a specific stat when it comes to I think it's Penn State. Um, they haven't been literally anyone this whole season, but they are ranked um, higher than Oregon, um, North Carolina, Ole Miss, UCLA, and Washington, who have all beaten their fair share of ranked teams. And it's like, I think it's like these, I think the playoff, we forget that the playoff is supposed to be based on this year only. Like, it's not like an all-time um, accumulation of like, oh, this program, how'd they do in 1995? Like, it is supposed to be a one-year thing supposed to be week by week um, for the most part in terms of how you view these teams. Obviously, the past weeks are what influences it the most, but you have to accept that teams can improve or teams can get worse. And I feel like this is the main reason playoff needs to expand. This is a whole tangent for a different day. But I mean, we're just we're hurting ourselves with how we view teams. And like TCU, I think if they went out, should honestly be 
in the playoff. Um, I think the highest they could go is four. Um, unless, I mean. I think the highest they can go is three. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. three because someone else is going to drop eventually. Because Georgia is going to, let's just assume Georgia wins out. Let's assume that one of Ohio State or Michigan wins out. Because to your Penn State point, to put a bow on that, mm. Penn State, the reason that they're ranked high above teams like Oregon are be, is because they're in the Big Ten and they're perceived to be in a, quote, tougher conference where outside of Ohio State and Michigan, everyone else in the Big Ten in the West and the East, all the leftovers really aren't great. And I think that the team, the top teams in the Big Ten, I think TCU can beat any team in the Big 12 with the exception of Ohio State and Michigan. I think Kansas State can do that. I think that Baylor on the right day can do that. I think Texas Tech might be able to do that. And then from there, I don't, I wouldn't really put myself out there. But still, I just named four or five teams that could, at the very minimum, compete um, and go deep into the fourth quarter against any team in the Big Ten outside of Ohio State, Michigan. So for me, that perception is that ties with it, and that's why people scream SEC bias. That's why people scream uh, brand bias because those things exist. And like oh, yeah. you said, once we, once we, because we are the way our brains work with rankings for some reason. We have to factor in the entire history of the sport yeah. instead of just focusing on what's happening this season. You know, that's why I think we, we shouldn't rank teams until um, maybe the week before, like the week before, like the week of Thanksgiving, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. We should rank the teams so that we can see, OK, here is going into the last week, how it would play out. Now teams know, oh, I got to win this game to get here. Oh, maybe I don't need, you know, that kind of situation. But that you said, that's a podcast for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but one last thing, Our, basically what we gathered is TCU is a good team. It's just, we're not used to them being good and they're not a brand that we all, well, the mainstream college football fans aren't used to them being good and they're not a big brand. So they are going to continue to get disrespected. Um, I would just like to say, looking at the playoff rankings right now, um, we're, we're just going to talk about that. We're going to flip, flip the rundown around a little bit. Um, I think we have a really interesting scenario coming up. Uh, obviously, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, the winner of that game, probably going to m- make it, assuming they win the Big Ten Championship and win out and all that all that jazz. So we already have two spots because we already assume Georgia wins. And then that leaves – you're basically playing – we have one, two, three, four, five teams vying for two spots. Um, I don't think anybody below Alabama has a chance to get in the playoff – um but go ahead go ahead with the exception of north carolina that's the one team true i saw outside of behind alabama that i think has a chance i don't think they will but they have a chance speaking of north carolina i saw a tweet today made me laugh it was from josh pate um 24 7 talking about how drake may is the heisman but nobody watches north carolina and like it's like an injustice and i was like I tweeted Christian McCaffrey sends his regards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well like, done. Well, well done. Welcome to the West Coast. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, back to the the playoff. I really think worst case scenario, or this isn't really worst case scenario. If the Michigan Ohio State game is close, I think Michigan or whoever the loser is might get a, a nod to come back. Um, I feel if there's anybody that's going to feel the most gypped, it'll be Tennessee because their one loss to the best team in the country may have prevented them from getting in the playoff altogether. Just because I, do you go with the Tennessee over an undefeated conference champion like TCU or North Carolina? 
So pers- personally, I would go with the um, undefeated or one loss conference champion that over um, over one loss Tennessee. And mm-hmm. that's because this is where I will hear the I do think the SEC is a more difficult conference at the top end for sure. And since Tennessee is playing in that top end this year, they are treated like, like that top end. So mm-hmm. I understand that, that, yeah, they may be, um, you, you know, maybe they, they feel like they should be in and stuff. But in my opinion, you if you win a champion, a conference championship, you play the extra game to win the conference championship and you are able to be the best in your region, I think you deserve to go to the playoffs, which is why I am in favor of expansion. And I know I'm beating a dead horse because I say it every every week. You put 12 teams in there, you guarantee six conference champions. The Power Five, they can have their conference champion automatically go. The sixth seed is is the best group of five college uh, conference champion, emphasis on champion. They make it, and then you get six six at-larges. In that scenario, you have a Tennessee that makes it. You have a potentially three-loss LSU still make it. Because they, I think they just are one of the twelve best teams and deserve to play for the national championship. Just because they lose in the conference championship, like I don't feel like you should be punished for making. It's the LeBron thing, right? People are like, "Oh, LeBron made eight straight, ten straight finals, um, but he went, you know, eight straight finals, but he went like uh, four and six. He went three and five or four and six, whatever it was, four and six, three, uh, three and seven. I think it was in ten straight finals. It's like, yeah, okay, but." He he made the finals ten years in a row. Like that is an insane thing to do. You know, like I don't I don't see that as a knock on someone. I think Same way where I feel team. like we just right a team like LSU who was able to beat an Alabama this season. Their two losses of an opening week, opening of the season, neutral site game with a first year head coach against Florida State, who we can now say is a fairly good football team now. That right? loss, is and then better. their other. I'm sorry. That loss looks better. Every every week Florida State does well. That loss looks better. <laughs> exactly. That loss looks better every single week. And honestly, I forgot who else they lost to. I think they lost to Tennessee. I think they got absolutely destroyed. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, no, no. They Didn't they lose to Ole Miss? It was Ole Miss or Tennessee. It was one of those two. I don't think they, they got played. Great podcasting right here, guys. Um, no. I let's don't... use schedule. Here we go. We're looking it up. Live on the air. Live on here air. Here we are. They lost. Live on air. They lost to Tennessee can find by it first. 27. They, they beat lost to Tennessee. Oh, yeah, they did by 27 at home, which, yikes. Anyway, um, but I don't think they should be punished by that because they lost to those teams. And then they're going to play Georgia, the best team in the country, hands down, and lose in the conference championship game. You expand the playoffs. You're able to get those two teams in. You're able to still get your – you're guaranteeing a spot for your undefeated conference champions. And then people are like, oh, yeah, but nobody wants to see that game, those games. I want to see those games. I want to see the games where you have undefeated conference champions going up against two loss SEC teams, two loss Big Ten teams, two loss ACC teams. I want to see that because I believe that college football, and call me crazy, Porba, I want to watch the games and determine the champion on the football field, not in a boardroom in a hotel in Dallas. Sorry, that's just how I, that's just the way I view the sport. That's my philosophy. So I, I think that TCU, if they're undefeated, should make it over Tennessee or LSU. I think that um, North Carolina, if they go undefeated, then that means they will have beat Clemson in the ACC championship game. Their one loss will be against a Notre Dame team that once again, is looking better and better each week. That loss is looking better and better each week. And they, 
um, they have a chance to knock down USC next week in a rivalry game. So that could help them out as well by putting their statue up. So I think that that that's something that um, deserves to be rewarded. And in my opinion, I, I think it should be the SEC champion, whether it's LSU or Georgia, the SEC champion, because a two loss LSU winning the SEC Okay. Um, I think would be um, let me stop you right there because mm-hmm. I, that was actually my next question before we get to this next question though. Um, yes. Can we make a case for Stanford to make the playoff because they beat Notre Dame. If Notre <laughs> Dame beats USC and North Carolina, does Stanford need consideration? I'm just saying. I, just I, saying. I think they can make the, they can make the transitive property playoff, yeah. which, is, which is played in a, in my NCAA football 14 save. That's where it's yeah. played. It's played in Palo Alto in your dorm room because they are, <laughs> Not doing well. Um, but okay. On all serious, all seriousness. Okay, we have LSU at eight and two, currently sixth in the country. Assuming they win out, they beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Georgia's only loss is to LSU. We have seen the playoff committee give a George. This actually, this Georgia team last year. That's how they got in. Um, they lost SEC championship and still made it the playoff. So we get those two teams. Okay, you agree? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, I think we may disagree on seeding, but I think we agree that they make it. Oh, I'm not seeding. I'm just I'm just counting. Oh, I know. Um, I know. I'm just Ohio State wins out against Michigan or wins out, including Michigan. Um yes. wins a big ten. So they're in, correct? Correct. And then TCU, let's see, for the sake of chaos, mm-hmm. TCU loses a game. Which which game though? Let me see. Do they, they lose, do they they lose, lose a this Baylor game? This Baylor game is I very close. I think they're favored by two and a half. So okay. obviously something is up this week with TCU mm-hmm. Baylor. Um, so TCU's losses to a middle of the pack Baylor team. And so then that leaves Tennessee where they're going to win out. And then we'll say USC wins out. Who gets that fourth spot? Do you give it to Tennessee? Does, does wait, hold on. USC wins out. Does North Carolina win out? For the sake of chaos. Yes. Okay. So you're choosing between a and and who does and who does South Carolina play? I'm sorry, who does uh, USC Southern California play in the Pac-12 title game? These are all important things that for they me. They are okay. So they beat UCLA. I'm mm-hmm. gonna assume that Utah beats Oregon this week because of what okay. we're gonna talk about next. Yes, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So that that would mean that they beat Utah, um, which will probably they're currently ranked tenth, so they'll probably be in the nine to uh, they'll probably be in the eight to ten range. So you think you think USC beats Utah yep. in a rematch on a yep. neutral site? Yep. In the return game. Okay. The, All right. Redemption game. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee, who kind of just has to win out and hope that something else happens to other people. Um, North Carolina, who's won out and won their conference, and then we have the one loss Michigan team who lost to Ohio State, and it was a close game. Okay, it wasn't a blowout. All right. Are you asking me what my playoff would be in that scenario? Yes, because okay. in in that scenario, we have LSU winning the national. I'm sorry, the the Whoa. SEC championship. Game. <laughs> yeah. no, that's my SEC bias coming out. Oh, they win the <laughs> SEC. That's it. That's all that matters. No, no. Um, I would then have Ohio State as the one seed. Okay. Undefeated, Big Ten champion. Okay. Uh, at the two seed, I would probably have. Um. It's got to be as the two seed. Well, I guess as the, it could be as the two. I know, I know, I know. I would probably have, 
Ooh, talk about chaos. Um, as the two seed, I would probably have Georgia. Okay. As the, no, as the two seed, I would have LSU. I was gonna say you you have the team that beat them head to head under them. Uh-huh. So, so then as the three as the three seed, I would have USC. Oh, okay. And my four seed would be Georgia. Okay, so that means because and let me ex- and then and then hold on my my five and six since that's how they put it out right. Yep. My five would be Tennessee. Okay. And my six would be TCU. So no ACC champion, North Carolina. They're no ACC back. champion. No, I would because in this case, right, TCU loses this Saturday, but they win the conference. Right. So they would be a one-loss conference champion. Um. Uh, so that's my six. My seven would be North Carolina, mm-hmm. one-loss ACC champion, and then my eight would be Michigan, and then the rest doesn't matter. That's pretty crazy. The, the situation. The thing about Tennessee is because they are. Mm-hmm. That's probably the worst number five position to ever be in because usually when you're number five, it means like, okay, I just need something to happen to one of the top four teams and we're in. But it's literally like any team below them could jump them at any point because they would not only do they not have a chance to win the conference championship, I don't think they have a meaningful game left on their schedule. Um, No. I'm going to pull up their schedule right now. Um, I think they already got through the gauntlet. Yeah, they have South Carolina and Vanderbilt. (laughs) So they're not, none of those two games are going to impress the playoff committee enough to be like you know what tennessee has to be in and so tennessee's best season since the cowboy or the sheriff whatever they call 98 since 98 yeah it's not gonna matter um unless someone else i don't i don't think it's not gonna matter because i think that mentality dilutes a lot of things in college football i think beating alabama for the first time in 15 years matters i think being beating florida matters and since in that rivalry I think only having one loss in the season matters just because they don't make the playoff. Doesn't mean the season isn't a success. Are they playing for the top prize? No, but it doesn't mean it wasn't a success. College football is multi-layered, but in that scenario, undefeated big 10 champion, Ohio state at one, two loss sec champion LSU at two. And that is because they beat Georgia in a neutral site in a national champion, have the conference title, um, a one loss, conference champion usc at three because they avenged their regular season loss mm-hmm. in a neutral site and won the conference and then i have georgia at four because we i think georgia's one if not the best the second best team in the country and if they lose their only loss would be against um in the conference championship game i think that that merits something especially going in as number one and we have seen precedent of the sec champion coming in at one losing and still making the playoff in alabama and then I think five Tennessee because Georgia's got to be above them with the head to head. Six would be one loss TCU because yeah. I think that Tennessee and TCU on a neutral side, I think Tennessee would beat them, even though I think it'd be a close game. Um, and then, like I said, seven would be one loss ACC champion North Carolina. And it's because of the defense. That defense is God awful. You look at the SP plus rankings, their offense is like second or third best in the country. Their defense is like 110. It, it, <laughs> like I can't, I can't have that much of a difference when that's I have insane. better options on better holistic teams in front of me. I know you won your conference and that's why you're sitting at seven, but you need a lot more things to happen in order to make it into the top four. And then at eight, I have the one loss Michigan because Michigan in their non-conference 
played you and I, like we we could have gone out there and been equal competition with uh, a broken Hawaii team, uh, I think an Akron team. Like their non-conference is a joke. So I think the only game that matters for them is the Ohio State game up until, you know, from now on. Um, and I would definitely not put them over the conference champions in in that final ranking. So is that that's Michigan? Me. That's just me. Is that Michigan win over UConn looking better though? It you, you know what I will say that Michigan went over over bowl eligible UConn. Yes, it is looking a lot better. But besides them, um, their first two weeks were against two of the literal worst teams in college football in Colorado State and Hawaii. So they they both have ranked in the top five. Colorado teams. State, who got beat forty five to nothing by an FCS team this season. Yeah, that's the one. And Hawaii, that's who's um, struggling on the islands. Who's uh, who's, who's who was playing in a in a. a damned stadium where now they could not play they literally had to move to another site because yep. their stadium was That's, breaking those are the programs um but yeah okay um i i agree with your teams i you were right you foreshadowed something that i didn't even realize but i do disagree with your seating um but that's just here nor there um i feel like i feel like usc i think we'll see the pac-12 not hatred but lack of respect mm-hmm. come into play when they seed these teams um if usc wins out they shouldn't okay. because that means USC USC has the chance to win three straight games right now against ranked teams because mm-hmm. they're going to go um, Notre or Notre Dame UCLA Notre Dame and then whoever it is is going to be ranked that they play in the Pac-12 championship yeah and that's a pretty solid stretch down the line um, I feel like because LSU has two losses they would just automatically put them at four I don't know I just we've seen them not I like- think I just don't I just don't think you can do that when coming off of beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. Um, and if they do it the way that I seeded it, yeah, they avoid um, rematches in the semifinal. And we know this is a television show and it's not like they're going to be like, I know they just played, but we're going to put LSU and Georgia at two and three, and they're going to play one more time in three yeah. weeks. <laughs> no, if they do have that rematch, they want it to be in the national title game. So, that's it's a television show. You got to realize two plays three, one plays four. How do they finagle? What's the excuse that they give? How do they word it? You know what I mean? That's true. They got to let it settle itself. Um, mm-hmm. Something that I kind of mentioned earlier, and this is probably one of the funniest things in college football because he was being honest, you know, just being doing his media duties. Uh, Oregon receiver Chris Hudson was asked about his starting quarterback, Bo Nix. Um, he was asked, uh, the status of Bo Nix and this Utah game ahead of them, how the team is ready if if Bo Nix is ready. And he said, Bo Nix is out, so it's next man up. And Dan Lanning had said, Bo Nix is preparing to play. So obviously we got some coach speak. And then we have someone who may have not gotten the memo about what you are supposed to and not supposed to say to the media. And so you can't handle the truth. Yeah. So <laughs> I wrote about this today. I did like a little pack 12. Um, where, where did you write about this? Borba? I wrote about this at all Cardinal, which is powered by fan nation and sports illustrated. You can check it out. Um, Allcardinal.com. Um, please view this article. It's, it's a good one. Cause I, I delve into what's happening around the pack 12. We have the most important um, game between USC and UCLA in probably 30 years, at least in football um, this week basically it determines who's going to be in the Pac-12 championship, at least for one spot. Um, David Shaw, I asked him if he felt like he's on the hot seat. Um, he declined to answer. Seemed quite upset, actually. 
Um, and then I mean, you did ask him. You did ask him if, like, hey man, you think you're gonna get fired? That's basically what you asked him. I did ask him that, and uh, be like that, you know. I mean, it's part of the job. Uh, when people tell me I suck at my job, I have the right to tell people they suck at theirs. Am I not? <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, it's just part of the job. It's. I think that's the one part I've learned about journalism, though, is especially yeah. covering a team. Is there's a human element to this that I didn't really account for. Um, I think it's different when you're joking with your friends and you're like, "This person sucks. He should get fired." Because Dave Shaw's yeah. a nice guy. It's just hasn't gone well. But so, so what you're saying is we're never gonna get the David Shaw interview. Um, I wouldn't rule it out, but I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> okay, thanks. There's There's been two weeks in a row where I've asked him questions where there's been quite a look that I've been given after the question, but um, I'm kind of the only one in the Stanford media that will ask him uncomfortable questions. Everyone else just likes to ask about, oh, this person had seven tackles. It was a really strong performance. What do you think? I don't care about his seven tackles. They lost by 38. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But... <laughs> One of the things that happened in the Pac-12 this weekend was, of course, Chris Hudson maybe talking too much, Sergio. So two questions. One, does Oregon stand a chance without Bo Nix? Um, Vegas doesn't seem to think so. They already changed the odds from Oregon being favored by three to now Utah being favored by two. Two, second question. I have three questions for this. Give me yes or no for that first one um, after you finish uh, that yawn. Go. Well, thanks for... <laughs> out there on the i appreciate it um web, do i yeah. think they stand a chance without bo nicks stand a chance yes likely they win no yeah no i think i think ty thompson which we talked about this briefly last year we, when we were slandering anthony brown we were like give ty thompson a chance like he's the guy former five star give him a chance he was a free he's a true freshman five star yeah. recruit like you might as well see what he's got you know i just don't think he's good i'm gonna be honest i think i think mm. he's just not that guy I, which is it's that's crazy because I'm I'm old enough to remember when you t- literally told me yeah. I like this type this Thompson I, guy. I did. You know what? Apparently, him tearing it up against Stony Brook wasn't all I needed to see, and no. it's unfortunate <laughs> that I got I got got like that. But I listen. Was even Quinn, even Quinn Ewers has a bad day at the office. It's true. But second question: Does yes. Chris Hudson get a chewing out by Dan Lanning right after that media day? Uh, I don't think he gets a chewing out, but I think he definitely calls a team meeting to be like, "Hey guys, let's have a little, let's have a little, little uh, crash course on how we talk to the media." Okay, I think he's definitely calling for some media training. Okay. Um, Final question. Yeah. I think Dan Dan Lanning's the type of coach to be like, "Listen, that's on me. I didn't prep you well enough. We're gonna make sure that doesn't happen again." I feel like yeah. that's the situation. And then the final question: mm-hmm. Does Chris Hudson? Get to speak to the media again this year. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Oh, it's it's over. <laughs> He's <laughs> he has uh he has he will be pulled, he will he will have a quote unquote study session conflict at those times. He he's a sophomore though. Do you think he gets another chance in his Oregon tenure? He does. He he gets it next year. I I just think for this year they shut him down in front of the microphone and and, and he goes to media media training class. <laughs> it's understandable. We've we've all had We've seen some media moments. I think Drake May had one early in the year when he said that I think it was the people that go to Duke can't get into North Carolina or something. It was something like that. Um, it, yeah. It, sometimes we just say things. it was the people that go to NC State. That's what it was. Don't not Duke, get into was, North Carolina, which they play not this week, but next week. It's a big rivalry. North yeah. North Carolina, North Carolina State is a big rivalry. We talk about Duke, North Carolina and basketball. The mm-hmm. football equivalent is definitely 
North Carolina, NC State. Right. And so I think we we learn. Um, I think the funny thing is that Chris Hudson could probably have like a career day these these next couple weeks, like 300 receiving yards, still won't get a chance because I've gathered as being in these interview rooms after the games, it's literally the best performer from each side of the ball. And like they just might be like, you know what, Chris, we just don't trust you now. So sorry, <laughs> you don't get to talk about your career day. Well, um, if the if the wide receiver has three hundred yards, then the quarterback has at least three hundred yards. So they can probably true. just throw out uh, Thompson or if Bo Nix is healthy, the third. That's him out true. There. Uh, I honestly would like to see Bo Nix. I don't know the severity of his injury. Would love to see him play. I think Bo Nix is like. I, I honestly think he might be playing. Not I that like. like yeah, I know he said he was going to be out, but I feel like he might be. And if he doesn't play this week. Think he's gonna be playing next week for sure like I, I don't think it's that serious especially um since he went back in the game at the end um against yeah. washington last week yeah i just think that media training coming the the way of young chris hudson um it's unfortunate but it is what it is um before we end this podcast like we do every week we like to do a pick em, a weekly pick em. and so i, I want to say board but before we start the picks yes i i this week is uh, affectionately referred to as SoCon Saturday, and that's because SEC teams will typically play FCS teams or lower competition before rivalry week. Yeah. Um, the Gators are doing their part by playing Vanderbilt, so don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> Georgia's, doing, Georgia's doing theirs by playing Kentucky, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, everyone has their own, you know. Um, but I, I'm. it's refreshing because the best games of the day are at night out here on the east coast and our pac-12 games um it, it's basically i'm considering it to be the pac-12 semifinals that is what i'm calling it this it week. really is because because you got ucla and usc and then you got um oregon and utah right outside of washington who has an outside chance right um yeah, i think do. that those are the those are the four contenders for the um to make the pac-12 two of them are going to make it i really do think the winner of usc ucla win- goes and I think the winner of Oregon Utah goes. So it, it really is effectively um, Pac-12 semifinals, which great yeah. time, great time. Um, I will like, be watching. It's like a whole thing. So it'll be a good time. Um, yeah. USC if they win, they're automatically in. Um, they'll be because they would they would clinch the 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 best record yeah. in the conference. And so and, and then, again, remember, there's no North and South guys. It's just right. the top two teams, like in the Big Twelve, top yep. two teams. And then USC would be which I prefer, top. by the way. Yeah, that's way better than because. Yeah. We, I mean, we'd probably still get. Nah, who cares? Anyway, USC would be the top team, and then Oregon, Utah, winner of that. We'll assume it's Utah. Utah would slide up to two, and then Washington. We'd have like this little kerfuffle of Oregon, Washington, UCLA. Then you gotta look at the head to heads. It gets all complicated. Lock and they need. They need. They're gonna need um, Utah to lose next week. But then, if these two teams win, the other one. Go, it's a weird complicated. Yeah, which we will some, hopefully it works rain. itself out. Needs to rain right. at a certain time. It's like it's like a whole yeah. thing. Oh, we're gonna so, have a bunch of tiebreak scenarios next week, guys. That's what's, yes. that's what's gonna happen. Side note: UCLA sold out the Rose Bowl for this. They week's did. Week. They, yeah it's sold out oh that's great to hear man that's great to hear 16, the whole thing not just like not just a limited capacity there's going to be seventy thousand people there that's all i know wow I don't know how many people we could see but it's going to be sold that's, out. honestly no that's genuine news to me and that is fantastic that is so good for the health of college football seriously think, i'm not I even i'm not being facetious i'm not joking like that's fantastic Sixteen thousand students sec- in the su- student section i that's, love that that's insane and there's uh, well, Flor- like, Florida yeah. has, I think, 20,000 and it's right. but it's like a, a chunk of the stadium. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's like a chunk of the Rose Bowl oh. at UC- UCLA. That's 
That's I, great. I, I was excited because UCLA, I, people don't realize this. When Stanford played UCLA, that game was not sold out, but it was close. And so I felt mm-hmm. like it was coming. And this is the game to do it. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll get to them in our picks up first. Which, which that, by the way, uniform uniform game of the week. Oh, USC yeah. UCLA is an incredible uniform game. They both wear their home t- home uniforms. It's like this. Yep. Cool As God thing. intended. As, <laughs> that's true. Um, we got a Thursday night matchup. Tulane hosting SMU. Um, I'm gonna go Tulane. Love the Green Wave. We were both right about them last week. Um, losing to UCF. Um, uh, honestly, the only thing we were wrong about was it was the John Reese Pumley show. The I dude, know. I bad. dude. I. Every Friday, I write my gambling piece on GatorsWire.com, a fantastic website. Uh, I write my gambling piece, and this last week, my gambling theme, I try to make center it around a theme every week, was young quarterbacks. And I wrote about Quinn Ewers, didn't go so well. I wrote about Drake May, went fantastic. And then I wrote about Mikey Keene, who stepped in um, in the absence of John Rice Plumley the past two weeks. And I thought, great, awesome. He's hot hand, do it. He's playing well. And Gus wouldn't announce the quarterback before the game started. And I thought, perfect. He's just doing some gamesmanship, making Tulane think. But it's it's the Mikey show. I'm ready for this. And then it was John Rice plumbing the entire way. And you know what? I will eat crow because the right decision. The right decision Gus Mouse on. He's he just is so the perfect quarterback for the Gus system. And it's a shame because I love Mikey. But everything I wrote about him talking about his passing accuracy and the way that he could throw the ball downfield and all these things was just thrown out the window because didn't matter. It was the John Rice Pumpley show, but good for UCF. Good for them. I, I, it's, it's a shame that Sean Payton isn't an NFL coach right now because he would draft John Rice Pumley in a heartbeat and use him as his next Taysom Hill because this yes, guy, he would, he's probably one of the fastest people in the country. Um, it's a, it's a copycat league, Borba. Don't put it past someone using a fourth or fifth rounder on John Rice Plumley and turning him into Taysom Hill. Yeah, but they're playing a really tough SMU team who two weeks ago dropped 77 points in a win over Houston. Um, and you left out the fact that Houston dropped like 68. <laughs> it, was an yeah, incre- it was a basketball score. <laughs> it really was. Um, a combined like 100 and cr- crazy amount of points. Um, I'm going to go Tulane. They still, I believe, let me check their standings. Oof. So I know this. I know this by heart because I, I talk about a lot about the American. That loss it's, dropped it's, third in the American. Yes, technically, but next week they play Cincinnati, and so as long as Tulane wins this week, which is going to be my pick, by the way, I will pick Tulane as well. Nice. As long as Tulane wins this week and Cincinnati wins this week, next week's matchup will be a play-in to see who plays UCF semifinal in the conference maybe. championship. Or, Basically, it's, like, it's the American semifinal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Basically. As long as UCF takes care of business against um, this week against Navy and next week against USF, which I I would expect them to take care of business against both teams. I don't know. Navy played Notre Dame real tough last week. Notre Dame the, in in the second half. It also they had it was Veterans Day. I don't know if that like fuels them a little more. <laughs> it was the day after, but yes, <laughs> I guess this. <laughs> I'm not going there. Continue, the Day, I, I took them on a bet to cover, and they covered. Um, Moving on to our next game, we have – wow, this week is – oh, this one's not bad. Illinois playing Michigan. Um, Illinois has fallen out of the rankings, but this would just be a hilarious cherry on top for Michigan who hasn't played anyone all year, and the closest thing to a good team they play like beats them. Um, I'm going to go Michigan, but it would be comical. 
I agree I'm going to go Michigan, but it would be on brand for them to just slip up the week before the Ohio State game and yeah. basically <laughs> null and void it. I mean, well, it, it wouldn't. They could lose, and if they still beat Ohio State, they would win the Big Ten, but it would you can't lose to Illinois and expect to make the playoff. Yeah, um, no, you can't. Also, shout not, out. Not with what your other non schedule. You can't do shout that. out Tommy DeVito. Okay. Illinois quarterback, Syracuse transfer, former Elite 11 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Had, a, had a tough go of it at Syracuse. I, he, had, I, he did. He did. But now he's doing better. Um, let's go, move on. We got oof, TCU visiting Waco, the land of Chip and Joe Gaines, to play Baylor. Um, I'm going to go TCU. This line concerns me, though. Minus two and a half is very frightening. And for my TCU minus two and a half. Yeah. Very frightening. So Baylor Baylor's plus two and a half at home. Yes, they are. That is ripe for a teaser. That is like ripe for a six point teaser to push it to eight and a half. Ripe. Uh, Just uh, saying. TCU worries me. Their last. Okay. This is honestly crazy. They play close games. They play. They play one possession they, games. They haven't won a they game. They just end up coming out on top. They haven't won a game by more than 10 points since October 1st when they beat Oklahoma 55 to 24. After that, it was 7, 3, 10, 10, 10, 7. I'm telling you, man, they play close games, and that's fine as long as they keep winning. I will also take TCU because I want them in the playoff. I want something different. I do not want the same old thing every single year. TCU Um, And I'm going to get at least half of it with Georgia and Ohio State, so – Underrated best uniforms in the country. I love their uniforms. Disagree. Ugh. Disagree. Did you see the Tulane uniforms last week? Oh, Did you Tulane. see the Tulane uniforms Tulane uniform. that they were on the field last week? Love Tulane's uniforms. I, Listen, I, actually, I, I love the Hyperfrog. I love the memes. I love the GIFs. I love the social media team, and I want to see in the playoffs. No one holds a candle to Tulane. It's hands down the best uniform in college. Florida's social media team is catching some slack for tweeting that. What do you mean? They tweeted that picture of your very large defense lineman running over. Desmond Watson. He has a name. Good sir. Desmond Watson. Yes. The 400 pound big boy. Um, boy. 415, but all right. They 430 at least. Um, (laughs) Let's be be real. (laughs) He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. Um, they tweeted like rattled or something, and Spencer Rattler was in the graphic. And like, there were, you guys caught people were not a fan. You know why? Do you know why? Why? Tell me why. Because when we played in the Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma two years ago, Spencer Rattler was gator chomping all over the field, talking mad. Was you he? know what? But during and after the game was like talking mad crazy. Uh-huh. So he came into town. We wipe. We wiped the floor with him. Okay. Desmond Watson had the. I don't even call it a fumble. He took the ball from the running back. He just took the ball out of his hands and then stiff armed Desmond, um, stiff armed Spencer Rattler into outer space. Did you see the video? I just thought it was funny because I was like, wow, the 21. Can you do something for me? Picture. Come on, man. We had fun. Someone called you guys. We had social media team, a bully, actually bullying bully student athlete. How dare you? No, no, no. If anything, if anything, we're petty. And that's fine. That's I live funny. in the pettiness. If, I love the pettiness. If you watched QB1, you wouldn't feel bad for Spencer Rattler. I'll that's what I heard. I've never seen QB1, but I heard he is not the most likable person. You think? Like, most people act differently and, like, want to look good on TV. He, like, upped his bravado and was, like, even more of a douche. So. I was going to say, yeah. he he. I heard he was, like, 
not likable and then instead of like trying to be likable on tv he just leaned into the not likable and yeah. just was the worst person bold strategy bold strategy bold now, bold, st- bold strategy let's see how it pays off tate martell did the same thing and you know what mm-hmm. it didn't work out let's just call well let's call spade a spade um <laughs> it's okay now spencer rattler can see his name all over a poster of a winning program so sam okay pow, pow, pow. Go um moving on we have see this this slate of games just all happen to be terrible for being honest let's go bedlam um oklahoma state let's go bedlam or traveling to to norman my good friend caden's gonna be at the game um it's gonna be really fun it's gonna be freezing um i believe it's it's gonna snow um so have fun with that Um, we're getting a snow game for bedlam i believe so he said it it was snowing sounds like fun it was snowing i believe it um but yeah i think I think I'm gonna go Oklahoma State, just because I want my friend to be cold and witness his team lose. Because that'd be funny. <laughs> you can't get on the Gators for bullying Spencer Rattler and then just come out and fire that off the hip from the hip. You just can't, Borba. <laughs> That's who I. Am. Uh, I like to think of myself as a decent human being, so I would like for your friend and my brother to be happy, and so I will be taking Oklahoma. Um. I can't I can't pick Oklahoma State during Bedlam. My my brother would just would disown me. Are you kidding me? I feel like Bedlam at in Stillwater is a better venue just because of how close this the students are to the field. I just really like that for some reason. That that I do I do from a television perspective, I do like Oklahoma State Stadium more than Oklahoma's. Uh, I agree with you. It seems very close and on top of each other and I love that feeling. Oklahoma Stadium I think it's just because I've seen it in person multiple times. I haven't yeah. been to a game, but it's massive. And because Oklahoma's flat and there's not many like high rises in Oklahoma outside of Oklahoma City, the stadium <laughs> so sticks. Big. Dude, the stadium fun. sticks out like it's massive. It's this enormous thing. And it's and like, when you're on TV, uh, I, I don't like how the, the bleachers are like at an angle. Next time yeah. you watch on this Saturday when you watch Bethlehem. Look at yeah. keep an eye out for the 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 seats behind the benches. Mm-hmm. I, it's like too much at an angle, you know. Okay. So I, there's like too Gio. much space. I would like for it to be on top of each other. Giorgio's anti-architecture. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I am not anti-architecture. I am pro intimate sporting venues. That's, that's what I am. That's fair. And then we got to go to Pasadena for number seven USC visiting their not so crosstown crosstown rival. UCLA. Uh, I I don't know the exact mileage of it. This has got to be the furthest crosstown rivalry in college football. I mean, when you factor in LA traffic, you know. Yep. So I, I like USC. I honestly, I think they are the best Pac-12 team. I've been riding them all year. Um, that loss to Utah hurt, but it was a one-point loss with refs making up rules as they went. So very true. I'm, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna ride the Trojans. Um, it's gonna be unfortunate for USC or UCLA because their hopes all end here, um, essentially. Yeah. Unless, I mean, chaotic things. I, right. It's a rivalry game, but I will also take USC, and I think that this game is gonna be a shootout of sorts. And who do you trust more in a shootout, Spencer Rattler? Oh, Spencer Rattler. No. No. <laughs> who, do you, who do you trust more in a shootout, Caleb Williams? Or Dorian Thompson Robinson, and I trust yeah. Caleb Williams more, so I'm going to take USC. 
I disagree I, with you. I, I think Oregon with Bo Nix at full health, I think they are the best team in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like USC, um, and I think that they they are good enough. It's like a it's like a watered down version of Oklahoma at their best in the past few years. You know what I mean? Two top ten offenses. This this oh yeah. I don't know what the over under yeah. is. Bet the over. Well. Huh. Or or tease the over down to guarantee it for yourself. Right, exactly. That, I mean, maybe, I was, maybe you tease, maybe you tease Baylor plus two and a half and the over under for South Carolina, um, USC, UCLA. You never know. You never you know. Go. You could tease there that. You go. And then Allegedly. our final final noteworthy game of the weekend, we have the, the second Pac-12 semifinal. Yes, <laughs> Utah visiting Oregon. Um, okay. I, if Oregon is healthy, assuming Bo Nix plays, or I, I don't think he's obviously not healthy, regardless of if, if he plays or not, he's banged up in mm-hmm. some capacity. I got to go Utah, okay? I was high on Utah prior to the season. I thought they were going to be a playoff team. I thought they were going to smack Florida. Um, I thought they were just going to run the table. And then this contradicts my USC stance, but I thought it was just going to be those two. And it was going to kind of be like a USC Utah battle for the playoff spot. And we're kind of getting that. And so I want to go back to that feeling. Um, I do feel bad for all my Oregon fans. I know a lot of them. Um, But if their wide receiver, Chris Hudson was not lying, they are in trouble because Utah has a really good defense and they will absolutely obliterate them on offense because Oregon's defense is bad. Hmm. Um. I mean, if you want to go back to the feeling of thinking Utah is going to smack Florida, then boy, do I have some disappointing news for you. I know. Um. <laughs> I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Oregon. I woke up from and I'm gonna go. I think Utah's <laughs> about to make the playoff, and I decided. To <laughs> Turns out Anthony Richardson plays like a prime Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take me back to that time. Um. Although he's improved a lot. Anyway, I just another conversation for another podcast. I'm going to go with Oregon, and it's because I think even if Bo Nix doesn't play, I like this team. I don't see them losing two straight games at home. Hmm. I mean, if they do, then it would be like, yikes, they got some work to do. But, I mean, that's okay. It's the first year under Dan Lanning, and he's 8-2. and two. A 9-3 and three season isn't a bad thing. We want to put things in perspective, especially with the first year coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Oregon just for, for this one. Um, I picked Oregon on sideline judgment, which you can find another college football podcast. I do. Uh, you can find that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, I I think I think it's Oregon. I don't know. I have a. It's one of those feelings. You know, okay. I don't think they lose two straight games at home. I wish Bo Nix was playing. Um, who knows? He maybe will come out for the second half or something like that. But. Um, overall, I, I think a phrase I, I think I'll take never it. never thought I'd hear you say in a serious matter. Um, I would like I, to. Put- I have been on record for saying that there is good Bonix and there is bad Bonix. We have seen way more good Bonix this season than we I'm have bad. Saying, I'm just saying it's just ironic because it's like we never. I never thought I'd see the day where we'd be like wanting a Bonix like appearance and not. Say well, I, just, I never thought we'd see the day where we'd be like, wait, Bo Nix isn't playing? Oh, man, we're screwed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think we'd be there. But Also, this is the year of first-year coaches. Okay, we have Oregon thriving with Dan Lanning. Washington thriving with Ken DeBoer. 
USC, Lincoln Riley, um, TCU, Sonny Dykes. Uh, you're the first year coach, maybe? Question mark? Could be. Could, Could be. be. Um, we'll have to this, see how, if they can maintain that success. That's true. This is make or break week. Last two weeks of the season always make or break. And everything is make or break until the podcast. Uh, your favorite podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, um, give us five stars, share this podcast. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube